Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah! Oh, put your hands together for Jesus, everybody. Amen and amen and amen. Is it okay to do a song this morning? It's okay to do a song. Alright, sit down. And this is a special song I'm dedicating to anybody who is going through a difficult time in your life. And all I'm saying to you this morning is hold on because a change is about to come in your life. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Can you clap your hands like this? It's a simple song. Yeah. Na 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 na. Oh 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 yeah. The other day, a friend came to me. He said, "How can you smile when your world is crumbling down?" I said, "That's my secret. When I wanna cry, I take a look around and I see that I'm getting by." And I hold on, a change is coming, hold on, don't worry about a thing, hold on, you can make it, I tell myself, hold on, everything, everything will be alright, some people like to worry, some people like to cry, some people like to run away from the pain inside. Now that's your business Do whatever you want to do And if it don't work out This is what you gotta do You gotta hold on Cause the change is coming Hold on Don't worry about a thing Hold on Cause you can make it Hold on Everything will be the troubles of life weigh you down. Just lift your head up, say yeah, yeah. When the love you see is hard to find, don't give up. Just be strong. Keep your faith and hold on. A change is coming. Said hold on. Don't you worry. Hold on, you can make it. Hold on, everything will be. Said, Hold on, the change is coming. Hold on, don't worry about a thing, just hold on, cause you can make it. 
said, hold on. Everything will do this with me. Sing la la. together for Jesus everybody tell your neighbor hold on cause a change is coming or tell another person hold on keep your head up God hasn't forgotten about you and your change is about to come come on bless the name of the Lord everybody clap one more time hallelujah amen Your heads and let us pray. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that because this gathering is unto you, you are here. Thank you for your sweet presence in this place. Lord, we welcome you this morning. Move by your spirit in this place. Heal and deliver in this place. Send down your anointing upon us. The anointing that changes lives. The anointing that brings hope and assurance. The anointing by which mighty things are done and accomplished. Release that anointing upon us today. We pray that as your word is about to come. Your sweet spirit will prepare us, each and every one of us. Those who are physically present here. Those who are watching online. For even those who will watch later on. Let your mighty hand be failed by each and every one. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for what you're going to do here this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. And let the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Clap unto the Lord, everybody. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 15. Romans 15. And we're reading verse number four. Let's read from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Now this is what it says. It says such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement. As we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God's promises be fulfilled in your life. Amen. As you wait patiently for the Lord, may he respond to your prayers. Amen. And may everything that he said about you be fulfilled. Amen. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. You know, Pastor David Yongicho, who 
was the pastor of what was the largest church in those times used to say something and I'm paraphrasing what he said he said that people go through so much pain so much loss so much disappointment in life such that church must be a place where they can come to for hope and encouragement. Hallelujah. Amen. And this hope and encouragement comes through the preaching and the teaching of the word of God. I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that when we come into the house of the Lord like this, and when the word of God is preached, and the word of God is taught, based on this scripture that we read, the holy scriptures are able to give us hope and encouragement. The Bible in King James Version of this same verse talks about the comfort of the scriptures. And so God's word brings hope it brings encouragement and it brings comfort this morning as today's word comes to you may your life be flooded with hope may your heart be encouraged and may your heart be comforted in Jesus mighty name Amen. can I hear your loud amen Amen. hallelujah Amen. John chapter 11 is a very powerful chapter of the Bible and this is where we read about the raising of Lazarus from the dead Lazarus died and it was only four days after that Jesus responded to the invitation by his sisters to come and see them. But when Jesus finally arrived, he asked that he be taken to the tomb where Lazarus' body was laid. And when he got there, he asked that the stone that covered the mouth of the cave be pushed away. But Martha protested. Mary and Martha were the sisters of Lazarus, the man who had died. But Martha protested. And said that by now his body is thinking, it is smelling. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And then Jesus said something to her. In John 11 verse 40. He said, did I not tell you that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. He said, did I not tell you that you will see God's glory if only you believe. This morning, 
I want you with faith in your heart to receive the word of God that is coming your way. And as you believe that word and you determine to run with it, may God reveal his glory and his power in your life. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 10 verse 10. John 10, 10. You want to do you know? F. Sawufana Sam. Nasawunantil Nasemo. Naseo Branimuyate. Nawenida Soa Sam. Obeye. Na se wonantu na se muwa Na se obrani muyete Na wenira sunyina raso obesheo Oh minyami beshewa Onyami beshewa Manesi You know, there's a reason why I preach the way I preach. And you find out that a lot of the times when I preach, I preach hope. And I preach encouragement. I don't preach to put people down. And even where there is a rebuke and there is a correction. It is done in such a way that you can feel the love. And I believe that people go through so much in their lives. That you don't need to add to their pain and distress. By giving them damning messages by making them feel hopeless and useless by letting them feel that God is so angry with them that things will not get better for them that is not the God I serve and it's a God who is looking out for us the one who wants to damn you and destroy your life is the devil. And in John 10 verse 10, the New Living Translation, translation it says the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
My purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. These are the words of Jesus. And here he talks about the thief. The one he's referring to here is the devil. And in this short verse we just read, we can see the purpose of the devil anytime he comes up against us. Number one is to steal. To take away our material blessings and our immaterial things. He wants to steal your money. He wants to steal your business. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your comfort. He wants to steal your peace of mind. So he comes our way and he comes up against us to steal from us. Not only does he do that, but he also comes with an intention to kill us. Through all kinds of attacks, all kinds of encounters, all kinds of experiences, he tries to kill us through car accidents. He tries to kill us through armed robbery attacks. He tries to kill us through sicknesses and diseases. And the intention of the devil is to kill us. Then his third purpose is to destroy us. So that we can't make it. So that we won't succeed. So that we are brought very low so that we never rise again. Now, what I'm saying is very frightening to know that you have an, in, an enemy with such an evil intention against you. And he's an enemy that you cannot see with your physical eyes. So can you imagine that such an enemy, an invisible one, is planning all these things against you. It is frightening. It is alarming. But I'm happy to tell you that that's not how the story ends. Jesus is also quick in this verse to reveal God's purpose and God's intention for our lives. He said it is to give us a rich and a satisfying life. That means an abundant life here on earth and in the aftermath. That is the intention of God for your life. And I declare to you today that may you in your lifetime 
experience the fullness of an abundant life with all of its blessings because God wants to bless you his intention is not to curse you God wants to lift you up his intention is not to put you down God wants you to be the head he doesn't want you to be the tail God wants you to be above and God doesn't want you to be beneath God wants you to progress in life. He doesn't want you to retrogress. And I declare to you this morning that the purpose of God concerning your life will come to pass. And the blessings of God will be manifested in your life. If you believe it, shout, I believe it three times. Two. Three. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and bless the name of God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when God sets out to bless his people, one of the ways he does this is by restoring us. Is by restoring us. Hallelujah. Amen. The God we serve is a God of restoration. And there is a reason why the name of this church is the Shepherd's Fold Restoration Family. And I believe that through the mandate of this church, lives will be restored. I said lives will be restored. Hallelujah. Amen. And this morning I'm sharing a message with you. The title of my message is You Will Be Restored. You will be restored. Can you lift up your right hand in faith and declare with me, I will be restored. Say it again, I will be restored. Say it with all the faith you can muster, I will be restored. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You will be restored. You will be restored. What does it mean to be restored? To be restored means to be renewed. It means to be revived. Or to be re-established. So to be restored means to be renewed. To be revived. And to be re-established. Number two, to be restored means to be returned to a former, original, normal, or unimpaired condition. Hallelujah. To be returned to a former original normal or unimpaired condition unimpaired means there is no defect so when you are restored you are returned to a former 
original, normal, or unimpaired condition. Can somebody say an amen to that? Amen. To be restored, number three, means to receive a replacement of something taken away from you or something you lost. To be restored is to receive a replacement of something that was taken away from you or something that you lost. And finally, to be restored, it means to be put back into a former position. Or to be put back into a former dignity. Dignity has to do with honor and respect. And when God restores you, he puts you back into a former position. Of course, we are talking about a good position. And he puts you back into a life of dignity. Hear me and hear me well today. A new day is about to break for you. And God is about to usher you into a new season of your life. It will be a season of restoration. It will be a season of restoration. Shout, restore me, Lord. Restore me, Lord. Say, restore me, Lord. I declare to somebody today that God will renew your life. That God will revive you. That God will re-establish you. Your business will be re-established. Your monies will be re-established. Your finances will be re-established. Your health will be re-established. In the name of Jesus. God will return you to a former, an original, a good, and a normal condition of your life. Because currently, the life that you live is not normal. It is abnormal. It is a life that has a lot of defects. A life where a lot of things are not working. A life of too much struggle, disappointment, frustration, and pain. But I declare to you today that before this year will end, God will put you back to your former, your original, and your condition. In Jesus' name. Amen. I declare to somebody today. And this is a prophetic word to you. God will replace in your life everything that was taken away from you. Everything that you lost. I want you to get ready because God will bring you a replacement for that. There will be a replacement of your business. There will be a replacement of your finances. There will be a replacement of your marriage. There will be a replacement of the child that you lost. God will give you two more children in replacement for the one that you lost. Shall I receive it? I receive it. And I say to you that God will restore you 
to your former position and to a life of dignity one more time. You used to be high up but you have been brought low down. But God is about to step into your situation and he's picking you from the miry clay and he's setting your feet on the rock to stay. And God is doing a great work of restoration in your life from this day onwards. Shout I receive it. I receive it. And clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You will be restored. You will be restored. You will be restored. I know that the past few years have not been easy for a lot of It can be related to that terrible time that we went through and are still experiencing the time of this COVID pandemic. I know that people are tired of hearing us talk about it. And many of us get annoyed when we hear our governments explaining that it is because of the COVID that we are where we are. And I'm one of the persons who gets very annoyed when I hear them Because there's more to it than COVID. And there's more to it than the Russian-Ukraine war. There's a lot of mismanagement of our economy. And we cannot ignore that. But the truth still stands. That the COVID pandemic greatly affected lives. And all across the world. Many countries are yet to recover. And it has affected people and the lives that they once had. Jobs were lost. Businesses were run down. Businesses were shut down. Monies were lost. But I say to you today that you will be restored. I said you will be restored. You will be restored. Shout restoration has finally come and you'll experience it in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now before I go deeper into this message, and to let you know what God is going to do in your life as he's restoring you. It is important to identify how in the first place we get to a point where we lose our blessings and how we get to the point of losing the good things that God has deposited in our lives. Including our position, our dignity, our honor. How do we get to that point? And how do we get to that place? Now it is important to know these things. Because often there is a reason why something is happening. So how do we in the first place get to that point? When now there is a need for God to deal graciously with us and to restore us. Number one. 
When we disobey God and we do not serve him properly, we can find ourselves losing our blessings and losing good things in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. When we disobey God, when we do not serve him properly, we can end up losing our blessings. Losing our position. Losing our authority. And losing our dignity. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Reading from verse 15. Deuteronomy 28. Reading from verse 15. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. It says, but if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God, and do not obey all the commands, and decrees I'm giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. Your towns and your fields will be cursed. Your fruit basket and your bread board will be cursed. Your children and your crops will be cursed. The offspring of your heads and flocks will be cursed. Wherever you go, and whatever you do, you will be cursed. Put your hand on your head and say, Mercy Lord. Verse 47 to 48. If you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received, you will serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. You will be left hungry Testy, naked, and lacking in everything. The Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. I thought somebody would shout mercy again. Now, in these passages of scripture that I just read, we are seeing how our lives can be so destroyed and distorted. When number one, we don't obey God. When we don't do what he says we should do. When we don't follow his instructions and his commandments in his word. It brings trouble and calamity into our lives. And we saw it in the first scripture that we read. How that instead of being blessed, the people will end up being cursed. Because they don't obey God. Then we also saw that when you don't serve God with gladness of heart, with joy and enthusiasm, What's going to happen is that you will be left hungry. You'll be left thirsty. You'll be walking naked in town. And you'll be lacking everything. Even salt. You have to go and beg your neighbor for salt. 
Somebody say, deliver Lord. And these things happen when we don't obey God. And when we don't serve him properly. So I'm saying something to you. It is my duty to reveal to all of us. That when we don't strive to obey God. To follow his commandments. When we don't serve him well. When we serve him complaining, murmuring, with a bad attitude, what happens to us is that we open the door for devastation and destruction and all kinds of troubles to come into our lives. But today, by the grace of God, our obedience level is rising. Our attitude in serving God is improving. And God is going to deliver us from troubles. And whatever we have lost, He will restore. Shall I receive it in Jesus? I receive it. The second reason why sometimes we get into trouble and into loss is when God himself allows us to go through bad experiences so that he can reveal his power and glory in our lives. When God himself allows us to go through bad experiences for his power and glory to be revealed in our lives. In John chapter 9 verse 1 to 3 the Bible says as Jesus was walking along he saw a man who had been blind from birth Rabbi his disciples asked him why was this man born blind was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins. It was not because of his sins. Or his parents' sins. Jesus answered. This happened. So the power of God could be seen in him. Hallelujah. Amen. So here they come across a man who was born blind. And the suspicion in those times is that if you if you have bad luck or misfortune, it is because of your sins or somebody has done something wrong and it has come to affect you. So immediately they saw this man. The disciples asked Jesus. Now who calls him? Now who calls him? or being parents and Jesus explained to them none of the above he said what this man has been through and what this man is going through it is actually God who has allowed it and he's allowed it so that his power can be revealed in him the ways of God are not easy to understand 
The move of God can be very confusing. But I want to make you see and understand today that there are times in our lives when God allows us to go through misfortune. And he allows it because there's something that he's doing. And because God's ways and thoughts are higher than our ways and thoughts. We struggle to relate with what God is doing. But there are times when God allows these bad things. Because he wants to reveal his power in our lives. Oh, may God reveal his power through your misfortune and your bad experience. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. John 11 verse 1 to 4. You will be restored. You will be restored. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters Mara, uh, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet. And wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. Verse 3. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him. Lord. Your dear friend is very sick. Now verse 4. But when Jesus heard about it. He said Lazarus sickness will not end in death. Whatever you are going through will not end in death. Amen. It will not end in shame. Amen. It will not end in disgrace. Amen. It will not end in disappointment. Amen. It will not end in frustration. Amen. It will not end in confusion. Amen. He said, No, it happened for the glory of God. So that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So think about this. Somebody fell sick and died. And Jesus is saying that it happened. For God's glory to be revealed. So there are things that you go through. And there are things that God allows. Because God wants to reveal his glory through your situation. God wants to show something wonderful and magnificent through what you are going through. And that is what convinces me. That where you are currently it's not where God is going to end you at. Things will improve. Things will get better. Things will turn round. Because there's a certain glory that God will reveal in your life. And I hear a loud amen from somebody. But I guess the story that best explains what I'm talking about is the story of Job. The story of Job is the story of a good man who experienced bad things in his life. If you are not aware, that bad things also happen to good people. 
And it's not every time that you see somebody going through a bad experience that that person is receiving punishment for his sins and his mistakes. It is easy to conclude when you see somebody going through his tribulation and his persecution and conclude that he must have done something bad and that God is punishing him. It is not always like that. And in the case of Job, he was a perfect guy. He was a correcto perfecto fellow. And there was no fault with him. Not all of us can say that. All of us know that we have a lot of faults. But not Job. He was perfect in the sight of God. And God had blessed him fantastically. And he was famous in his city. Probably the richest man in his time. He was quietly minding his business somewhere. When God went to organize a competition for him. The devil came to greet God one fine morning. And God asked him that, where are you coming from? He said, I've been moving to and fro. God said, in your journeys, did you meet my, my son called Job? He said, yes, I saw him. He said, do you see how good he is? How much he loves me? How much he honors me? He's not like you. When I blessed you, and I made you great, it filled your head. And you stayed a coup d'etat against me. You see your face. You see your face. But Job is not like you. And the devil said to God. Does Job serve you for nothing? Do you think that the praising of you, worshipping you, and doing all those things, do you think that it is for nothing? They said to God, it is because of how much you have blessed him. Take away the blessings, and he will curse you. And God said, eh. And the devil said, eh. And then God asked again, eh. And he responded again, eh. That time he said, eh. He said, eh. He said, it's okay. I'm giving you power to strip him of everything that he has. And let's see how you respond. Job's children were killed. All his cattle heads were destroyed. Fire consumed all his crops. He lost everything. But he did not curse God. All he said was the Lord has given. And the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what he said. But he never lifted up his voice. To curse God. To complain against God. And to say terrible things against him. May God forgive us for all the bad things we have said against God. In our moment of pain. In our time of loss. In our time of disappointment. Father, I pray for us. Myself inclusive. For every time I have questioned your authority and your power. Every time I have said something against you. Because of my disappointment about any experience in my life or in the life of a loved one or somebody I pastor. 
Forgive our foolishness. Forgive our lack of understanding. Forgive our unbelief. And forgive our impatience. And may you not put these sins to our charge. If you agree to my prayer, say aloud, Amen. Amen. Then the devil came again. And God said, you see that you did it, but it didn't change anything. And, and, and the devil t- told, told God, oh, the thing that I did, it didn't touch his body. Once he can feel it in his body, he will curse you. God said, do anything that you want to do with him. But don't kill him. Have you heard? He said, I've heard. So then Job developed some horrible ulcers on his body. Huge boils. You, when you get a small boil under your armpit, you can't stand it. And you can't sleep. This guy, Job, Job we, the pompo was everywhere pompon, baby, uh, on his head. Maybe because of that, he had to do Sakura in his armpit, in his hand, on his arm, on his stomach, on his legs, under his things. Everywhere there was some. He was pompoized. You can imagine the discomfort and the distress that he went through. Every morning, he will sit in front of his house in the sand, take a broken pot and begin to scratch. You can imagine the flies and the scent. Maybe nobody could come even two feet because he was smelling. Have you smelled rotting body before? But in all of this, he didn't care God. His wife even came to him and said, Papa, your struggles are too many. End it all. Just curse God. He will kill you. So I can also be free. And go and marry the next Job insulted her. That was the only wrong thing that I, I, I know about that Job did. He insulted her with all the insults you can think of. Foolish woman. You speak through your nose. You don't have sense. He, and you know, he said something to God, uh, to her, that I find very intriguing. He said, Why? Is it only good things that we receive from God? Why don't we want to receive bad things from him? Now, this thing that he said, That's about kind. it's a very startling statement yeah, to me. But you see, what he was pointing out is that God is sovereign. He's God. He does what he wants to do. And sometimes what he wants to do will bring you good fortune. And there are times when what he wants to do will bring you into misfortune. Into loss. 
into pain. But he always has a good reason for everything that he does. And when you walk with God at a certain level, you learn to say like Job said, even if he slays me, yet will I hope in him. Even though he is hurting me, yet I will trust him. May God bring you to that point in your life. It's a higher level of relating with God. And everything that Job went through, it was God who allowed it. So there are times when we suffer loss and pain and disappointment in our lives. All because God is doing something. And it is because God has allowed it. So that at the latter end, we will see his glory and experience his power in our lives. Shout and say, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your power. Show me your power. Tell your neighbor, God will restore you. The third reason why we go through bad experiences is because we become proud and full of ourselves when God blesses us. So pride and arrogance and being full of yourself is one of the reasons why sometimes we lose our blessings and get to a low point in our lives. Proverbs 16 verse 18 Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. James 4 verse 6 and he gives grace generously as the scriptures say God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. These two verses are explaining something important. There are times when we fall low and we are stripped of our blessings and stripped of good things because of a certain pride that has gone unchecked in our lives. Because the Bible says pride goes before destruction. And that God actually opposes the proud. That means he stands against us when we rise up in pride. When we begin to talk by heart, when we begin to carry ourselves in a certain way, when we begin to control and manipulate and dominate people and think that we have power over them. It is a sign of pride. And when you exhibit such pride, God would like to show you that you are nothing. That you are just clay. That you are just and that everything that you have it is God who gave it to you and there's nothing that you have that you did not receive in Daniel chapter 4 verse 29 to 34 so I'm, I'm going to end very soon so this is the first part of you will be restored and next Sunday I will move into the second part of it Daniel 4 29 
12 months later, he was taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. This is a man called Nebuchadnezzar. He was the most powerful man on all the earth. Maybe like the president of the United States of America. Or like Putin. Powerful man. He had a dream. And in the dream, he saw a huge tree in the middle of the earth that grew massively. Powerful. The bears came to settle on the branches. The wild animals found rest under its shade. It used to provide fruits and nice things for people to eat and enjoy. And then suddenly he saw an angel which gave an instruction that cut that tree down. Cut that tree down. This was the dream he had. Daniel was called to interpret the dream. And Daniel told him. Mr. Nebuchadnezzar. This dream that you had. Is about yourself. God is warning you through this dream. That be humble. Do good things. Don't oppress your people. Otherwise judgment is coming against you. 12 months after the interpretation of his dream, he was walking on the roof of his palace. The Bible says, as he looked out across the city, he said, look at this great city of Babylon by my own mighty power. I have built this beautiful city as my royal residence to display my majestic splendor. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven. Oh, This message is for you. You are no longer ruler of this kingdom. You will be driven from human society. You will live in the fields with the wild animals. And you will eat grass like a cow. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way. That means seven years. Until you learn that the Most High God rules over the kingdoms of the world. And gives them to anyone he chooses. That same hour, the judgment was fulfilled. And Nebuchadnezzar was driven from human society. He ate grass like a cow. And he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived this way until his hair was very long as eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. But after this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, I looked up to heaven 
my sanity returned because his man man's brain was taken away and he was given the mind of an animal if you say and he started to play with the wild animals in the field so people will hear somebody barking. Whoa, 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 whoa. They said, what is going on? They said, it's Nebuchadnezzar. He's lost his mind. He said, after my sanity returns. I praise God. And I worship the most high God. And honor the one who lives forever. His rule is everlasting. And his kingdom is eternal. Why did Nebuchadnezzar go through his demotion and shame and disappointment and loss? He became proud. And that is why all of us when God blesses us when God lifts us up when God gives us power so that we have power over so many people and we, did, we seem to have power over people's destiny and future and well-being when God brings us to that point in our may we always remain little in our own sight may we always remain humble may we not exalt ourselves larger than life itself. And may we always remain cool. Because when you lift yourself up, God will bring you down and show you that it is he who rules in the affairs of men. And the last reason why we may go through trouble and distress is when we do not resist the devil. And allow him to have an advantage over us. When we don't resist the devil. And we allow him. To have an advantage over us. James chapter 4 verse 7. It says so humble yourselves before God. Then it goes on and says resist the devil. And he will flee from you. It is when you resist him. That he will flee. When you don't resist him. He will stay. And continue to carry out his evil works against you. Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 2.11 It says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. There are times when because we don't really see and understand and recognize what the devil is doing against us. We allow him to have a field day and to do everything that he wants to do. There are some people who don't believe that the devil exists. And there are times when we can't see that what is happening to us, it is of the devil. And And we don't take our stand to resist him using the tools that God has given to us. Using the weapons that God has given to us. Using the word of God. Using the name of Jesus. Using the word of our testimony. Using the blood of Jesus. We don't use them. We don't resist them. 
And so he's able to do anything and everything that he wants to do. These are four reasons why sometimes we are brought low. Why sometimes we lose our blessing. And why sometimes we enter into trouble and bad things in our lives. The first one is when we disobey God and not properly. The second one is when God himself allows us to go through those things so that he can reveal his power and his glory. The third reason why we go through these bad experiences is when we become proud and full of ourselves. And the fourth reason is when we do not resist the devil and when we allow him to have an advantage Whatever the reason may be for your loss, for how low you've been brought, for the frustrations and the disappointments of your life, I declare today that the gracious God, the God of the second chance, is about to step into that situation and is about to turn things around. I declare to you today that get ready lift up your head. Your salvation is nearer than when you first believed. A new season is about to break forth for you. A new day is about to come for you. And God is going to bring you into a season of restoration. He says, remember not the former things. Consider the things of old. Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God will turn your situation Proverbs 24, 16. It says the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. They will get up again. They will get up again. I declare to you today where you have fallen, you will rise. Where you have fallen, you will rise. You You fell once, twice, three times, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time, but you shall rise from where you fall, from where you fell, in the name of Jesus. And I want to say to you finally, that anybody who is happy because you are going through loss, because of the bad things you are going through, as they are laughing at you, and they are rejoicing, and, and, and the competition, those you are in business with, they are excited that bad things are happening to you. I want to say to you, and I want you to announce to all those people that watch this space because God is about to turn things around and you will be restored in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and say again, I will be restored. Say, I will be restored. Say, I will be restored in the mighty name of Jesus. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. But it will come. I said it will come. It may have taken years for you to see what you want to see. It's taken a long time for God to do what he said he would do. 
But I know that he will do it. I said, I know that he will do it. As I'm saying this, I remember a gentleman whose mother had a very successful business worth millions of Ghana cities. She was into production of fish feed into salt production. And she used to supply food and stuff to various institutions. She used to supply fish feed to poultry farmers. And she had a lot of money. Her bank account was fat. And her son used to help her in the But she died. And then somebody had access to the bank accounts. And took all the money out of that. I'm talking about millions of Ghana Millions of Ghana cities. Not old Ghana cities. I'm talking about new Ghana cities. As a result of that thing. Things just went haywire. And this gentleman's life came down. And down. And down. And down. There are people who owe him. The government owes him. Government institutions owe him. And the years have passed by. One government followed by another. But what is due him? They have refused to pay. With all kinds of excuses. It's go come, go come, go come. And things just seem to be going down and coming bad and bad and bad. But I'm here to announce to anybody who is been through such an experience that the God you serve is a God of restoration. I know it is taking a long time. I know that you have cried some painful tears. You are a man. They say bemens. But there are times when you can't take it anymore. And you break into painful tears. That say the spirit of the Lord you. I have seen your tears. I have heard your cries. I have heard your prayers. And I am about to do something new in your life. It has taken a long time. You haven't seen what your heart desires to see. It is not because I have forgotten about you. It is not because I am unwilling to do something about it. I want to reveal my power. I want to reveal my my glory in your life. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because a time is coming and now is when you will see my glory, when you will experience my power, when I will do a mighty thing, I will cause rivers to flow in your desert. I will make a way in your wilderness. You will be lifted up from the ashes. I will set you up on high. You will receive double for your troubles in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Shout aloud, Amen. Amen. Rise to your so feet and let us Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands to the Lord. We thank you, Father, for today. Jesus. We thank you for your word. What you laid on my heart, I have shared with your people. 
And I know that there are some specific people whom you have in mind at a time like this. And for which reason you laid it on my lips to speak this word unto them. Father, move on behalf of your people. And let them experience a great restoration in their lives. What they lost, restore. What was stolen from them, restore. What they were cheated out from, restore. What was taken away from them, restore. Restore their finances. Restore their business. Restore their positions. Restore their dignity. Restore their honor. Bring them to a place of blessing. Amen. In Jesus mighty name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed. I want to pray with you. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. But this morning. You have an opportunity. To open your heart to him. The changer of destinies. The one who can pick you from the miry clay. And set you on a rock to sleep. If you've never given your heart to Jesus. Today is the day. When you should humble yourself. Every knee will definitely bow. But some knees will bow too late. May you not be counted among the late bowers. Bow your knees to him today. If you want to give your heart to Jesus. As every head is bowed. And every eye closed. I want you to lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. If you are watching us. You can see me live. And you need Jesus in your heart. I want you to lift up your hands right where you are in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted up your hands, I want you to come to me right now. Come, come. Don't worry, come. Step forward. If you lifted your hand, come. I haven't done this in a while, but come now. Come. If you lifted your hand, come. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And everybody join in the prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, this day, day, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Change my life. Make it brand new. Show me your power. Show me your glory. And turn my life around. From today, I am yours. And you are mine. I receive Jesus as my Lord, my Savior, my Master, my everything. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. What's your name? Vincent. Vincent. And then what's your name? Olivia. Vincent and Olivia. God bless you. God bless you for coming to pray. When we close, don't just rush off. I want you to come to my right hand. We want to meet up with you for just two minutes to share one or two things. But I want you to decide that from today, you come to church regularly because there's so much God wants to do in your life. And when you join the fellowship of believers, and you sit under the feet of His servant. 
to receive the living word of God, your life will become beautiful and things will become better. I'm happy to welcome you into the family of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.